Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our returning listeners, and welcome if this is your first time listening. We're so happy to have you all with us today. Thank you for joining us for the 17th episode of the Lion Pridecast, a podcast created by the Lansing Unified School District 469, located in Lansing, Kansas. The purpose of this podcast is to inform our Lansing stakeholders, being our community members, students, and staff, about all things education. We are your hosts. I am Miles Aza, Director of Teaching and Learning in Lansing USD 469. And I am Sharon Burns, the Director of Communications and Marketing. So today I feel a lot of pressure because <laughs> our guest is going to be our new boss starting in July. So we really can't mess this up. Well, actually, Marty, I, I don't know if this is getting us on a bad foot, but I don't feel any more pressure than I ever do. I feel exactly the same. But just know that I'm still going to respect you and I'm scared of you yes. and all that stuff. But yes. I feel But you are really nervous. Yeah, I'm always nervous. You yeah, are. Particularly always. so now. Okay. So Fair thank enough. you for being on. Oh, you're welcome. So we'll start with the first question, which is really easy, which is just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. Uh, I think the first thing I need to say is it's a great day to be a lion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also with that, um, Marty Kobza, and I am currently the superintendent in Superior, Nebraska, and looking forward to being the superintendent here in Lansing. I've uh, met some wonderful people uh, today and through my interview process and really looking forward to that. Um, this is my 21st year as a superintendent. Um, I'm not recovered yet. I still enjoy doing it every day and uh, love what I do and, and trying to make a difference for kids. Uh, I've been a superintendent in Eudora, Kansas and in Wyoming in a couple districts and then again in Superior and now making my way back uh, to Kansas. So I'm looking forward to that. I have five children, two grandchildren. I've been married 30 years this year. Um, to my wife, Nikki, who's from Kansas City, Kansas. And um, we, uh, again, are just looking forward to be, being back in the area, and I'm looking forward to uh, becoming part of this great district. Hey. And we're looking forward to yeah, having you. Yeah, we really are. So we had a great day with you on the tour during the superintendent interview, um, and uh, it was awesome, all the places we got to go. Seeing you interact with, with staff and students, by the way, was one of my biggest takeaways. But what was your takeaway at the end of that day, whether it be in the buildings or back here? Just great people. I mean, um, the people I came across uh, from the staff to the people at the community forum who just showed their their true caring, I guess, and devotion mm -hmm. toward uh, Lansing and their children um, was awesome. But the staff, I saw professionalism throughout. I saw people who care about kids, um, want the best for kids, and uh, truly love them. And so that's a huge part of it for me. Um, I saw people who are passionate about their schools and about their district and uh, their kids. And that's the thing that stuck with me all the way through. And I had a chance this morning to meet with some of the directors um, that I didn't get a chance to meet with uh, on the tours. And wow, um, same thing. There are people who are deeply passionate about what they do and um, how they're serving kids in the community. So that theme was just throughout that, that um, there's a belief in this place, um, there's a belief in what's happening, and, and uh, I'm excited again to be part of that. Yeah, we are too. Very. Um, this next question, you know, you talked about, you know, our family here in Lansing and the school system is very tight and uh, supportive, but we do have right now um, a little bit of 
tension, I would say, between board members, community members, and staff, just the three groups kind of need mm -hmm. to work together. So we're looking for somebody to unify that. How are you planning mm -hmm. to build a bridge there? Between Hold on a second. Marty, have you signed your contract yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them yet. Wait until July. <laughs> we're fine. We all love each other. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, that's the, the magic question, right? But um, what I would tell you is that it's not unique to Lansing. Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing this. Uh, for everything that, that happens on a political basis and it's happening now on a governmental basis across our country and um, as we look at civil discord, we look at trust, we look at um, those agencies that govern us and all those things is how do, how do we bring that together to where people can have conversations again and meaningful conversations. So I think the, the number one thing always is transparency. The number one thing is, is why are we doing what we're doing and what do we believe? And also starting with the idea that everyone has the best intentions in mind, that they truly do care, that they truly want the best for everyone. Now we, ought, we may not agree on how to get there, but if we can communicate why we are the way we are, why we stand for what we stand for, um, that makes all the difference in the world. And so, you know, helping people to communicate those issues, me leading in that communication. I think in addition to that, uh, finding ways to bridge um, the gaps that may exist um, and trust, um, that we, we do truly trust uh, one another on that front. And sometimes we say or do things because that's as good as we know at that time we may not have all the information um, we may not have uh, some of the other pieces that we need to make the puzzle more clear for others and and i don't want to talk around the issue but it just really comes down to that we've got to trust one another again right and we've got to trust one another from the standpoint of I truly want what's best for the same kids that you want the best for. We may think about it differently. Let's talk about our differences and let's talk about how we can come to common ground. Right. And that's really um, what we're going to do. And we're going to make it about kids again, right? Um, we're going to make it about what is best for the students in Lansing. In USD 469, what is absolutely what is best for them? And if we can focus our conversations on that, some of our other conversations may cease. I like that. One of the things we've been um, tossing around, I think we're going to make happen, um, is some Board of Education um, and Community Forums. Mm -hmm. So um, we're talking about having it at 10 and 2. We just started the, um, the process on that with getting them on board. Um, so that's going to be something to open up that communication. Because I think when people do sit down and talk, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, that strategic plan was so nice because we were right. just in a room and we could just talk it out. And you do see that we're all in this for the same reason. Yep. So. Hey, and lots of kudos to both of you on that strategic plan. Uh, what a wonderful document. And I know that it was a collective effort. And there were many, many people involved. But I know that you guys were leading the charge in that. Great work. Yeah, um, really you. great work. Thanks, Marty. Hey. Appreciate it. And thanks to Bart for helping us out yes, so much Bart in Greenbush. Yes. Yeah, Bart Schwartz from Greenbush. Uh, which actually kind of goes into this next question. People like Bart, um, other people I've met that have worked with you before, mm -hmm. have said really, really great things about you, Marty. Um, can you talk to us about ways that you support teachers and staff and why maybe people feel that way after working uh, Sure. With you? 
Um, first, you might want to talk to more people than just the ones you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ben and Martin. Uh, ben and Bart, those two aren't enough. Got it, got it. Noted. Sorry, Ben and Martin. <laughs> no. Um, but as far as supporting teachers, uh, I mean, that's why the position of superintendent exists, right? I mean, when it comes right down to it, what's our business? What are we about? We are about educating students. Um, that education happens in the classroom, that education happens on the field, on the stage, in the band room, in the music room, all those kinds of things. And with that, each of those individual teachers, coaches, sponsors, whoever, we have unique needs. So it's understanding and listening um, to what those unique needs are and then trying everything I can to support them to help them do their job better. Um, and to do their job that, that um, is in best interest to kids. And so what that means is that if I need this in my classroom and I currently don't have it, and it's essential to the kids learning, how do I help make that happen um, for, that, for that teacher? If it's that I am just at a point in my career where um, I need a breath of fresh air, I need something, how do we help you find something to help you re-energize or get you some of the other supports that you may need? You know, through COVID, uh, mental health has become a huge issue, um, not only for students, but for staff, for everybody who's been involved with the issues. How do we provide some of those supports if possible? And so, uh, and then I think the other part is, is becoming someone they can trust. Um, and I think I said this throughout my interview process is, is to be authentic. Um, that if I say I'm going to do something to do it, um, that there's stability um, that they feel that if they're coming, they're not going to get a different answer tomorrow than they did today, that it's going to be the same and they know kind of what they can expect and how they can operate. And I think that for having been a teacher, having been a principal and those things, that is so important that you know um, what the playing field is like um, as well and that somebody has your back and somebody's going to be there to support you and sometimes if you make a mistake that you get called out on that mistake but at the same time um, that you're going to have the support to recover from that and move forward from that and, and be okay so that's really what it is it's just to be my authentic self and to help them do their job the best way they can by being that that support for them you know, Marty, I couldn't agree more as, you know, I'm only a few years removed from being in the classroom full time. And, you know, my principle, having an open door, trusting mm -hmm. policy mm -hmm. or listening to me about things or helping me with things was way more important than any resource they may have purchased for me or anything like mm -hmm. that. So I agree with you. It's that trust and that ability to feel like you're in their corner mm -hmm. That support. I love that trust and support. Well said. Yeah. The next question is um, about rumors. They're unfortunately a part of life and they can seem a lot bigger in a small town mm -hmm. like Lansing. So how do you plan to address that as a superintendent and how do you plan on giving guidance to our admin who see it in their buildings? Sure. Um, you probably didn't have any rumors where you're coming from, right? They don't no, have rumors. small town, small there's town. never, <laughs> never um, rumors. And so um, with that, you know, we've, we've done a few different strategies and, you know, Sharon, I think that you have some great ideas around that as well as we talk about a rumor watch or, um, you know, just spending a little bit of time saying, hey, this is out there and uh, this is true or this isn't true. Um, 
and trying to be again as transparent as as possible uh, and and that's really the only way to do it we've put it on a website before in a district i've been part of um, the cool thing about the technology and kind of what you guys have developed here with not only the podcasts but the um, superintendents um, you'll have to help me uh, the, the little show you do. Lion Lowdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lion, Lion Lowdown. Um, some of those, whether we uh, have some other ideas about a Marty Minute or whatever it may yeah. be, um, just that idea that we are putting it out there and talking about it mm-hmm. um, and going from there and just not letting it fester. Right, facing it head on. I yeah. like it. It's kind of Big fan of that. philosophy too with it. So... I wanted you to finish that sentence. You, were, you seemed like you were mid-sentence there. I said it's my philosophy, too. Oh, and that's, that was a, there was a period there at the end? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. It sure seemed no, like you don't have to there. say that we agree on philosophy because I'm a new superintendent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know you're allowed, you yeah. yeah. I'll say I'll disagree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie to you. Sharon is like the epitome of meet head-on and, and, and disagree, yes. Uh, so, okay, so we have a lot that we have to do here in Lansing. I mean, I think that's one of those situations where we do things great here, but we have to keep our foot in the gas, I think you'd mm-hmm. admit. So what is one of the first things you would like to tackle when you're in charge in the next year and I know we hear a lot of times you know this as a leader you're not supposed to do too much in your first mm-hmm. year but I you know I, I think you can definitely still make incremental changes what's something sure. you want to tackle next year? sure I, I think there's uh, a few things that initially we're going to look at um, you know one of the things was last month at the board meeting they looked at using DCS to come in and do a facility study an engineering study on what the needs of the district are from a, a purely facility standpoint. So that's kind of its own category. I think another category that um, we can make some improvements around is safety um, and just some of the physical plant safety type things that are in the district and addressing some of those needs that um, as I kind of walk around, I'm going, yeah, this would be good um, to do. And, you know, from an, an academic standpoint, some of the conversations we've had in Miles, I know that the district's headed in a really good direction with the, with the guaranteed and viable curriculum, with common assessments, with professional learning communities, and some of those things that you have going in the district already. And so just continuing to build those, continuing to um, make those even better. And so um, those things are important, and then... The other piece is, is getting myself out there uh, from the standpoint of meeting staff. Um, you know, I've been known to be in the um, line greeting students and parents uh, as they drop off in the morning or kids are getting off of buses and doing that. I had a chance to talk to a few students at the high school today and that was fun um, as well. And so just becoming part of the school system, becoming part of the community um, is a priority as well. But I think uh, we need to look at some of those things. We need to tackle some budget issues um, as well. And then, as we talked about before, uh, building relationships uh, with people and between um, parts of the system again. Actually said, I love all the, I like how you hit on so many different things. Like you went from facilities to people to <laughs> education, so I love it. So hopefully I wasn't being random there, but there, no. <laughs> there no, are definitely, no, no. Cate- hopefully there are definitely um, different categories um, that we look at, so I, there's more than just one. And, you know, we talk a little bit about the urgency of now, meaning that um, when we look at it from our student standpoint, yes, there is the administrative philosophy that we come in and um, we do nothing for a year and we look at that. But if we have things like the ones I mentioned, um, 
you know, and we're not going to come in and say, oh, we need to shake everything up, we need to do things differently and this, because I do need to learn about the system. But there are some of those things that are just sitting there Ready that to are be. like, okay, we need to move forward. Yeah, especially, um, yeah. And so, um, you know, whether it's safety, whatever it is, but we need to move forward um, with that. We can't just wait uh, for that. Yeah, I agree. Especially if it's something, um, I was going to say, and this is going to be great with your experience at multiple districts and multiple states, if it's just simply, you know, we've been doing it one way for so long. Mm -hmm. So we can change something only because it maybe might not be working for us, but it's just the way we've always done it. But now having somebody come in, the new set of fresh, eyes, fresh eyes. So and I think it's, that's going to be helpful. And a lot of that is just asking questions on why, mm -hmm. you know, why are we doing it this way? Um, currently, and there may be a really good reason, and there's no reason to do anything different. Yeah, for you sure. Know, we just want to make sure, okay, I need to support you and continue to do that because great stuff is going on. Um, so it's just a lot of questions is what I'll be doing, asking. Yeah. Love it. Okay, switching gears to recruitment and retention. Mm -hmm. So we met you. Yeah. First time. I don't know, when, when was that? Was that back in... I want to say it was either Feb February. I want to say February. I want to say it was definitely early February. Um, so we met you at UNL, University mm -hmm. of Lincoln, Nebraska. And um, you obviously, after some conversations, you obviously understand the importance of recruiting. Mm -hmm. I love that you go to the recruitment fairs yourself. Um, so can you talk about um, some ways that you plan to recruit great teachers? Absolutely. Um, I think that there's multiple um, fronts to recruiting and retention. I mean, number one, mm -hmm. retain the great ones you have. Right. Retain the people you have. To, um, find ways to do that. Um, to make them feel connected to your system, to make them feel important, to be competitive um, from a financial standpoint is important as well. Um, and, and make them feel like they're supported and they're the, where they want to be. And so that, re, that retention is your best recruitment, right? If you can keep those great people that you have. Um, but there are opportunities to go out and find people to become part of your team and become part of your system. So uh, from that standpoint, uh, I always talk about characteristics that we look for people with certain characteristics to be part of our team in our district. We know what fits, we know what we want, and you know, there are those common characteristics everybody talks about, about uh, you know, being uh, somebody who's loyal, committed, hardworking, um, willing to learn because what we know sometimes is when we bring somebody new into the system we are going to be teaching them our ways uh, and it may not be what they learned in college but are they a learner and are they willing to do those kinds of things in order to adapt to what Lansing does and what Lansing does well and the trainings that would be provided to them so that's important but getting out um, you know I was the primary recruiter for my district, um, and so we went to South Dakota, we went to Kansas, we went to Nebraska, we went all over Nebraska, we went, <laughs> we went to, I think I said Kansas already, so all those kinds of things, you know, and just looking at what is that person with those characteristics, where do we typically find them, where do they come from, how do we bring them here, how do we make them part of what we're doing as quickly as possible for kids. And um, so it's extremely, extremely important um, that we do that. And again, you guys have done a great job for Lansing. So because we were just talking about it beforehand, as far as what positions we have open, uh, we're in great shape compared to many others right now. So right. kudos to you guys. Thank you. 
Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. <laughs> we also are told that almost all of our career fairs, I'm going to go ahead and give us a little shout. Okay. What do they tell us? They told us this weekend we're, at Columbia. Yeah, we're the most fun. We're the most fun group there. <laughs> I noticed that Kids in like Nebraska. To did, <laughs> did you notice it? Yeah. Okay, because there was a lot of competition in Nebraska. It was packed in yeah. there. Yeah. It was. But we were still, we were still the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a question, though. Okay. Yes. In, um, what happens if I'm a Husker fan? I was born and raised in Nebraska, and mm -hmm. so, you know, they brainwash us there. Is it allowed <laughs> in this part of the country? You know, um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I will tell you, I think the K-State people are not fans in Nebraska. I'm not originally yeah, from here, and I'm not a huge college. I'm a pro sports guy. I'm from Nebraska, so it, to me. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Lisa, two of Okay, I, th I think you might be okay. I think you would be all right. I think it would have been yeah. worse if you, well, I don't know, I was going to say, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think like who KU or K-State, because that's the majority of people around yeah. here. You also have a saving grace, though, because Benedictine, correct? Yeah, Benedictine so, College. So you yeah. could just, yeah. you know, anytime anybody gets upset about the Husker stuff, you can be like, hey, I play, you play ball over there, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah so. Yeah. And be like, okay, we'll let them, all right, we'll let them go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has some sports roots around here. Long, long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> what position did you play? What position were you? Um, or did you play multiple positions? No, I was a linebacker. Linebacker, yeah, okay. Linebacker, so. Yeah, you look like a linebacker. Yeah. I make sure that I don't yeah. do everything I need to do correctly. The next sometimes, year. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's I have a linebacker's approach, and I need to make it a little more subtle. So. Hey, you can't, <laughs> can't wait till you start, Marty. It's gonna be awesome. All right. <laughs> so actually, what a perfect time to ask this question. Oh yeah. Exactly. Uh, multiple times when you were here <laughs> with administrators and and with staff and board members, a term came up. Um, a, accountability mm -hmm. so outside of tackling someone what are some ways you plan on holding people accountable to do right by kids i'm nervous about how much you're laughing i'm not gonna lie i was expecting a soft chuckle and instead it's like oh you must be no, talking to people in no superior. no no um no i think you know, from a, an accountability standpoint, again, it's a culture you build um, with an organization. And um, we talk about collective commitments. And when we talk about collective commitments, it is, is those things that we believe. Um, and it's not something that comes from the superintendent's office um, or the Board of Education or anything else. But as an organization, what do we really believe about how things should be done? And we commit to that, and then we hold each other accountable to it. Um, ultimately, uh, you know, if, if we follow chain of command and all that stuff, ultimately I become responsible for that. But if we're doing things right, we're holding each other accountable in that um, building, in the district office, um, among our board, whatever it is. And so if we say that uh, when kids are in our building, we will treat kids with respect and in return expect them to treat adults with respect. And if we are not treating kids with respect in order to get that back that we're holding the, uh, people accountable for that, each other. Um, just subtle reminders, whatever it would be. Um, and then making sure that that's followed through with. So all those kinds of things are uh, part of just building a culture where that occurs and happens. And we try to help people along the way. So if we're having difficulty with adhering to a, a commitment we made or this is part of an expectation within the district. Um, again, we assume that maybe they just don't understand what that is or it hasn't been presented to them. We make sure that they're 
um, up to speed and they know that that's what the expectation is. Uh, and then if someone, and rarely does this happen, but sometimes someone would say or not do or follow through with what they're supposed to. And so then we do whatever's necessary to make sure that everyone is held to that same standard and those same rules. Is that where the tackling comes in? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's worse than tackling. No, <laughs> no, no well not at all. Okay. Hey, well said. Well said. Okay, the topic of our first podcast was this, I believe. So have you listened to that one? I did. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, we plan on asking, um, or we do ask each of our guests what their this, I believe mm -hmm. statements are. So could you give us a personal and a professional this, I believe statement for yourself? What would you like first? Um, let's hear the personal. I like it. Okay, um, so the personal is pretty simple. Either you're growing or dying, um, and I do believe that. And um, so from a personal standpoint, I'm either growing spiritually or I'm declining. Um, I'm either uh, growing in my relationships with my family or um, they're dying. Um, and that um, I'm growing as a human being as a person trying to become better or it's going the other way. There's no, I, I don't believe that there's anything in between. I don't believe we stay there. We're either going, getting better or we're getting worse. And so I, I really try to keep that in mind with everything that's going on in my life personally. Um, so I look at it that way. Excellent. Yeah, great time to wrap up the episode. Right there. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, we have a lot of more fun stuff. Stay, hang on. All right, do you, let's, the, do you want the professional? Yes. We're ready. Yeah. Do well, it. Okay, so I'm going to read this to you because Ooh. this hangs on my wall. Okay. Um, and this has hung on my wall since um, my days in Eudora, Kansas, when I was a superintendent there, and I, I believe this um, strongly that if you put yourself out there in a leadership position includes you guys, includes our Board of Education, right? They, they voluntarily uh, put themselves in the position to be board members, to be criticized, to be um, someone that people are going to question once in a while and uh, do all that stuff too. And so this is something that I look at often, remind myself of um, as we go through some of the, the times that maybe aren't the, the greatest. But this is from uh, Theodore Roosevelt or Teddy Roosevelt. It was part of a speech in the Citizenship and Republic in, in uh, Paris, 1910. And he says, it's not the critic who counts, nor the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, errs, and comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who knows that the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself for a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. And Teddy used he and him, and obviously <laughs> we can put she and her right, right. Um, throughout that as well. Um, but that is, that's one thing that um, I do believe is that uh, if you're going to be a leader, you're going to get criticized. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to make decisions, you're going to be criticized. Uh, but if you're doing them for the right reason, it's okay. Um, mm -hmm. It's part of what happens um, with the position and the job. and. Um, 
and trying to make things better for kids. So I believe that professionally um, and once in a while I remind myself of that. Exceptional. Yeah. Very good. I didn't think you could beat the personal answer, but <laughs> I, I know you did know it. I'm going to try to hopefully get a little bit of that because I will say that's one of my shortcomings. I think as far as a leader, I think I do a pretty solid job of like people are like, hey, I like what he's up to. I don't mind following that, and I think I explain things well. But sometimes the criticism gets to me. Sharon knows yeah. that. Like when I when I know it's right for kids, and uh, I think I need to do a better job of that. So hopefully, yeah. right. being around you can help me out a little bit next well, year. Well, I think it, again. Um, a lot of times if you get in those situations you have an opportunity to sit down with people um, who have who come from that part and that's why I love for people to come in and talk to me you know if somebody's coming in to complain about something that happened in the playground of course we're gonna have them go back to their building and people who know what went on and make sure they talk but if there's something that would um, make its way up or something somebody wants to talk about at a district level I love to do that because in most cases you know, once you hear their perspective and understand this is why I'm upset about this or this is what's going on, it makes sense. And it gives us an opportunity then to, to kind of look at it through their eyes and um, try to find common ground once again. So it's that communication piece. Right. Yeah. Marty, it's apparent that you are a learner, especially with your mm -hmm. answer and your personal belief. So um, one of the biggest things that we talk about in this podcast is being open-minded and continuously learning and having a growth mindset. What are some ways you continue to grow as a learner? These can be books, articles, sure. uh, our podcast, Lion Pridecast, subscribe, uh, whatever it may be. <laughs> I mean, that's the number one, obviously, right? But yeah, what <laughs> I have been doing, yes, absolutely. I've been digging into those. Um, no, I, you know, from a, a book standpoint, uh, one of the ones that I think um, have influenced me uh, recently is Crucial Conversations. It's a book that um, I've done and we've actually done with some groups in our districts as we've gone through that. And, just, and there, there's a follow-up, I think it's called Difficult Conversations, but I haven't really um, read that one yet. But the, the piece about not only in your personal but your professional life on how to have those difficult conversations in um, in situations, so it goes back to that same thing: is assume the best, right? Assume the person um, that you're having a difficult conversation with is there, and being um, brutally honest with one another, putting things on the table, um, don't leave things unsaid, uh, or walk out of the room without those. And so that's been a huge piece for me, is um, for some personal but also professional development through that piece. Um, I try to stay as active as I can in um, organizations and superintendents' organizations, um, also in just to, with our conference, uh, picking other people's brains on what's worked and not reinventing the wheel is really, really important for me as well um, in going forward. I am a do-for person, and so, you know, obviously that kind of has passed, and that torch has passed on to Marzano and some of those research that are out there now. Um, but really uh, learning as much as I possibly can uh, through that. I've read some Schmoker lately in regards to grading and grading from the inside, and then there's um, others with grading from the inside out. Um, looking up some of those about how are we grading kids, and with that in mind, um, as we talk about how are we grading kids, the idea is what is the most fair way to do it, and we want to be able to know what kids know and can do rather than being a situation where we're grading kids based upon compliance and their behavioral compliance. So when they walk out of our door, 
at Lansing High School, there's some sort of a guarantee that we can give that they know this. And they know this because of, we can say why, because of this. Um, this is how we've assessed what they know. This is what we know they can know. Not just they were a great kid at playing school, because we all know those. And I'm getting way off and chasing a rabbit here. I apologize. But um, from that standpoint, I think those things are really, really important um, on how we can we can uh, communicate that to parents, but also to our community. When kids leave here, this is what they know. Um, and so learning some of those things, I'm really I'm doing some diving into that. Um, you know, and I know this isn't everybody gets a 50%. This isn't nobody fails. This isn't any of that stuff. That's not at all what it breath, is. Right? That's yeah. not what we're saying. No, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, what do kids know? How do we measure it and how do we communicate that? And if they don't know it, how do we help them to get them to a point where they do meet a minimum level of competency that we've set? Just really quick, um, I noticed you mentioned a couple pieces of Rick DeFore, which is great, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's part of the reason where, you know, and you had brought up the GVC earlier about, like, yeah. the first question, what do we want kids to know mm -hmm. and be able to do? And even the second question, how do we know they can yeah. do it? That's all in the GVC. Yeah. The standards, it the ICANN statements, the vocab, yeah. and the assessments. Um, I also noticed you mentioned someone, was it Schmoker? Sh 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 <laughs> What's his first name? <laughs> was it? I would like to, it sounds fascinating. I, uh, we'll we'll, you know we'll connect later on that. Yeah, I think I do. And, and Mike, if you're listening, <laughs> send me something. Send me, I talk I about you more than a, Come on, bro. Oh, yeah, send tried. me something. Uh, no, I really appreciate it. And the grading thing. I'm fascinated by that. I always get the author mixed up, but I think it's Ken O'Brien. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, O'Brien um, is one. And he's yep. really big on, like, let's revamp it. Let's yep. think about it from, like, an actual mm -hmm. conceptual, like, an understanding mm -hmm. thing. So I love even bringing it up and having the conversations, which actually goes into the crucial conversations because mm -hmm. that can be really hard for a teacher to think, it is. let me grade a different way than I have the right. last decade. It is. If we think about where grading systems came from within schools, oh, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's kind of like parenting in some ways, is we do it the way that we were, it was done um, to us or for us, right? And so if we're grading, uh, sometimes we're grading based upon how we were graded when we were in school or how our supervising teacher during our student teaching process graded. And, and how we learned how to do that. And so uh, I don't know that we think about it very often um, or take deep dives into why are we doing it this way. And so I think if nothing else, it's worth that conversation, is to say why, why are we doing this now and what's the purpose of grading? Is it to sort and select kids? I hope not. Or is it to be able to communicate what kids know and can do? Love it. Love it. Well, that, that was, was the serious part. Yes. Now we have a <laughs> fun questions for you. He's like, whoa. He's He's looking for the nearest exit. <laughs> Which, by the way, no notes, all of this, mm -hmm. nothing. Just we have some guests on the. Even the Teddy Roosevelt quote. No, he looked yeah, at yeah, the yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. No, I, I, I had to read that. It's okay. I could have okay, done no. the first few months. Excellent job. I would have said something. Uh, awesome. Right. And now um, it's time for some fun. You haven't had any of these questions, so you ready? Yeah. This is how we Very usually easy. end it uh, with yeah. like some trivia and stuff, but we're going yes. a different direction. So go yes. ahead. Um, so our listeners hopefully heard episode number 13 with Bart, Bart Schwartz. Mm -hmm. um, he's the executive director of Greenbush. Um, you've known Bart a long time. How many I have. Years? How many years? Oh, gosh. This is your chance to get him back. Call it new seasoned or whatever. Okay. 20, 20, okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, More than that, uh, probably 25. 25, yeah. Wow, okay. And he had wonderful things to say about you, obviously, because 
we trust Bart. Yeah. So. Yeah, he must be senile. Delusional. Yeah. <laughs> 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 poor, um, poor Bart. Yeah, poor and he just led us in our strategic plan. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, you probably know how much of a music connoisseur he is. Yes. So your question is, what is your favorite genre of music? Oh, and follow up if you'd like to favorite yeah, band favorite or band artist. Kind of here, yeah. if, if, okay. you, if you'd like to, do but you, at least do you like music? Yeah, I you love, like love, okay. love music. Love music. Now, I of course I grew up in Nebraska, lived in Wyoming, and do all that stuff. So I say country, mm-hmm. but um, Sharon's favorite. Not, <laughs> not um, current radio country. Mm-hmm. I'm more of the the one-off country. So Morgan Wade, Ian Munsick. Um, uh, Garth Brooks. Right. <laughs> Your that's face. The, that's the one he knows, no. probably. He's <laughs> you should see Marty's face. He's like, oh, I go with these like really under the radar, like Garth Brooks, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> that was a Muscadine joke. Muscadine Bloodline. Um, okay. Some of those uh, that you would see. Uh, like I, my wife and I went to a concert in Des Moines at a place mm-hmm. called Woolies, which is like a. 500 person uh, place to go and uh, Morgan Wade was playing there okay. and uh, kind of a, almost a um, Kentucky bluegrassy country funky thing um, I'd recommend it if okay. you haven't heard uh, but Muscadine Bloodline um, is when another this, really good we're one we're done we're going to play it um, some yes. of those too so um, yeah that's okay. I'll lie that thing. I love it, classic, <laughs> even if I hate it. Classic, <laughs> classic, classic rock as well. Oh, there we okay. go. A little classic yeah. rock. I can talk a little more on that one. Yeah, so some of that. A lot more on that one. All right, okay. okay. All right, that was a good one. That was a good one. Okay, so uh, you've had a chance to listen to some other ones. Have you had a chance to listen to Jeff Boland's, our, our president's podcast? I did. Podcast? Okay. I did. okay, so then you would know that he and I share the same love of a certain movie series. Uh, Sharon, would you like to tell everyone? Rocky. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. He's uh, rocky. Uh, wow, so saddening how you say it. It was so depressing. Um, I'm a little nervous about your answer to this question, Marty, but do you have a favorite Rocky movie? You seem like you're thinking, so that makes me think that... I did. It's You've seen rocky, the movies, it's correct? It's either Rocky 1 or 2. Okay, uh, okay. I can dig that. Thank Not God five. you didn't say 5. I'm going to age myself because I can remember watching Rocky one in a movie theater in David City, Nebraska during the county fair where a buddy of mine went and we watched it. That's awesome. Yeah. 1976. It's a long time ago. Yeah, I know what year in Rocky. Yeah. It's 1976. Long I'm a big Rocky fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do remember. Thank so you for I not saying Rocky five. One. <laughs> no. one. Two is your follow-up one. Let's just Two have fun with this. Up. What's your next one? Relax, Sharon. We're good on time. This is more important than anything. <laughs> Go. Don't say five. Four. Uh, bravo. Okay. And then three. Oh, no, Sharon. Your favorite's not until his fourth. Rocky three. Yeah. <laughs> the one nobody likes after Rocky five. It's like everybody's <laughs> oh, bottom two. <laughs> you stand by it. Okay. Um, All right. Very good. Yeah, so very good, Marty. Funny uh, backstory <laughs> with uh, when we met you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you Miles was. You always say this so, story because right I think it's pretty funny. Well, how I said earlier. Miles I Miles was nervous about this question. Yeah. Um, sorry. Before we met you, mm-hmm. he heard your name, mm-hmm. Marty, and he got very excited. And he said he's got to be a Back to the Future fan. He's got to be a Back to the Future fan. I was, like, psyched. I don't know if that was literally one of the first questions he asked you was, do you like Back to the Future? Yeah. Do you think we should tell this story? I guess it's already on here. (laughs) They're too far in. So go ahead. Um, 
<clears throat> Just to clarify, I am on a two-year contract. Before, <laughs> any, before you get any ideas on this, I am on a contract. All right, continue, Sherry. Yeah. So when you hadn't seen it, um, you lost points with Miles because oh, after you left, dead. you're like, he's like, I don't know about him. Yeah. I said it, it was because of Back to the Future, wasn't it? He's like, Yep. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> I asked you the Back to the Future like midway through the conversation. You wooed us for the next twenty minutes. You left, and she and was like, What do you think? I was like, I don't know, Maybe. <laughs> She was like, wait, what? Was it the Back to the Future thing? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he had done the math. He was like, he had to be like 16 when it was out. Yeah, I did the same, exact right math. Around the same I was age like, as Marty yeah, Jones. I was like, there's no reason this guy should not have seen the movie. Like, it was, it whole, was he was in high school. He was Marty McFly's age or pretty I close, know. I think, right? No, no. Nope. So have you seen it yet? Wow. Well, we have till July 1st. So you have time. <laughs> um, man, you're killing me. All right. You like a drive-in this I'm summer. Thinking so. like I think so. I think so. We can do it at the football field or something. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's a perfect way to wrap up No, the, the perfect way to wrap up the episode is if Marty said he watched Back to the Future. <laughs> that would have been like, that. bravo. No, you're fine. I can't, I can't lie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do we want to, before we jump into this, explain... Part one and part two, just real oh, yes, quick, because we yes. had a chance. So Got this it? is going to be a two-part episode. Yes. Um, so we're going to be recording the next part, which is um, all made up of questions from staff, which mm -hmm. we're excited about. So it'll be two parts because it'll be way too long to have it as one. Mm -hmm. So um, that'll be coming out in just a couple days. As always, for more updates and stories on Lansing USD 469, you can visit us at www.usd469.net. And if you don't already have it, download the free Lansing USD 469 mobile app on Apple and Android. The app allows you to be the first to know about all the fantastic things happening in the district. And even though they're not going to be happening anytime soon, snow days. Uh, if you like our content and want to stay up to date on the latest episodes, please follow us wherever you are listening and leave a review to help others find us and learn more about our great district. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast, you are next as the target because CastBox, I believe you exist, uh, but Pocket Cast, <laughs> never heard of you. Uh, so, and if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, uh, it was more, I think I might drop that joke. It's time, yeah, it's it's time to drop that joke. Uh, please send us an email at Sharon.Burns at USD469.net. And that is a wrap on number 17. Woo. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Oh, wait. No, no. What? Marty, thank you very much for being here. I'm sorry. I don't think we had a chance to say that. Yes, oh, thank you. Well, I guess we've got part two, so yeah, <laughs> don't move. My, my, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what did I get myself into? Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you.